You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, sisters, and happy Friday. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Renita Henley. My husband, Bob, and I lead the squad team for Metro LA, and we've been married for 34 years. We have three children, Bobby Jr., who's 29, Raylan is 28, and Deanna is 25. I've been a disciple for almost 32 years. I was converted in 1989 in Chicago, and we moved to LA in 1994 to serve in the South Central region, now known as Metro LA. I'm truly honored for this opportunity to share my life and heart with my sisters this morning. But before we start, bow with me and we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time with you and the sisters. Thank you for shining your light and your grace upon us, God. I ask that you quiet our minds and our spirits. I ask that you help us to be still and to feel your presence. I ask that you always help us to draw our strength and confidence from you and our time together with you. God, I pray that my sharing will encourage and inspire the sisters. I'm so grateful that you've chosen me to be your daughter. God, and I pray that as your daughters, we will always exemplify your love and our love for each other. God, I thank you again so much for this time. I pray all these things in your awesome son, Jesus' name. Amen. So as I mentioned, I've been a disciple for almost 32 years. July 30th will be my 32nd spiritual birthday. And when I thought about and prayed about what I was going to share today, so many things came to mind. You know, in 32 years, there's been some highs some lows, some transition from Chicago to L.A. to different ministries in L.A., some tears, some laughter, some failures, some triumphs, and many, many lessons. So I decided that I would share a few of my aha moments as a Christian. So the first aha moment I want to share about was in 1991. I was two years old spiritually, and I definitely was experiencing the terrible twos. I was defiant and stubborn, resistant to God, resistant to discipling. I didn't throw physical tantrums, but I definitely had internal tantrums. Because of my stubbornness, Bob and I were in and out of leadership constantly. And I remember getting time with Byron and Lori Parsons, and Byron read Joshua 1, um, 8 through 9. And it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. And at this time, you know, the Parsons were leaving Chicago, coming out to L.A., and they wanted to stay with us. They were discipling us and they stayed the night with us. And so the morning we got up and we're having our quiet times and time together. And after reading the scripture and I'm thinking that they, Byron chose this scripture because they were moving to L.A. because God's going to be with you wherever you go. And Byron looks at me and he says, sister, what are you afraid of? Why are you resisting God? Why are you not letting God use you? And I thought to myself, what is this brother talking about? You know, prior I had been discipled, you know, sister, you, you're in sin. You need to repent. Sister, you're just being rebellious. You just need to repent. I was discipled on my behavior. But Byron challenged me to look at my heart. He helped me to see that my defiance was from my fear of failing God. My fear of not being able to live up to God's expectations. When I was afraid, I would just dig my heels in and I wouldn't move. Or I'd just not do anything. That way I wouldn't fail. Sisters, have you ever felt afraid of failing God? You know, I had to learn to be open with God with the sisters in Christ in my life about my fears. I learned that it was okay to say, God, I don't want to do this. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I won't be successful. I'm scared, as Robert says. I learned that God didn't hold my fears against me, and that God didn't keep a running tally of my failed attempts. My second aha moment that I'd like to share was in 1998. Bob and I had moved out to Long Beach. Well, we, in 94, we moved out to L.A. We were in um, South Central for literally one month before we transitioned over to Long Beach. And during this time, we were being discipled by Mary and Kevin Maines. And I was really struggling with feeling ineffective and unproductive as a Christian. I felt like everything I touched crumbled. I wanted to quit and throw in a towel. I was done. I wasn't being successful. And I remember Mary Main saying to me, Renita, you act like a spoiled brat when you don't get what you want from God when you want it. You pack up your toys and say, I don't want to play anymore. What if God's answer is no? Will you still love him? I thought to myself, what in the world is this woman talking about? Isn't this the whole point of being a Christian? So that God can bless me? So I can have a wonderful life? I stood there silent for a minute and then I broke down and cried. Not because of what she said, but because I couldn't say yes. I couldn't say, yes, God, I will be there. I will love you no matter what. No matter when you say no, I'll still love you. How do you respond, sisters, 
when God tells you no. No, that's not the job for you. Mm -mm, no, that's not the man for you. No, that's not the path that I've chosen for you. At that point for me, my favorite Psalms was, one of my favorite Psalms became Psalms 13. And it reads, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemies triumph over me? And then in verse 5 it says, But I will trust in your unveiling love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. I had to learn to trust and believe in God's unfailing love for me. That no didn't mean God didn't love me. No didn't mean that he regretted choosing me as his daughter. No simply meant no. I had to learn to rejoice in my salvation. I decided that if my salvation was the only blessing that I got until the day I died, that would be enough. I had to decide that having a relationship with God was enough. Now, during my teen years and early 20s as a Christian, we transferred back to Metro, to the East Cities. And I am so, so grateful for the sisters that helped me through my teen years and early 20s and my Christian walk. Sharon Ivey, Rose Ashley, May Lovegren, Latrice, Barbara Lawson, Karen Ellis, Lexis, basically all the sisters in East Cities at that time. Because during that time, I truly felt like an Israelite. I was wandering through the desert for from 2002 to 2013. See, I had this job where I worked with an extremely challenging boss. She was very moody. She did and said things to management to make me look incompetent. It was only the two of us in the department and she wouldn't cover me for vacations, so I had to schedule my vacations around my job. Everyone, including her boss, was afraid of her. Did I mention that I work in human resources? Did I mention that she told everyone, everyone in the building, in the company knew that she was a Christian? So why did I stay? My aha moment. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built, built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I wanted people to see a true representation of Christ. Now, I wasn't perfect, 
but I did let God's light shine. And people saw a difference. In June of 2013, we moved to Northridge to reduce Bob's daily commute to Simi Valley. So God moved me from the desert to the valley. But before I left, I met with the CFO and the CEO in hopes that they would do something to support the two people they hired to replace me. They both said, you know, that they would never have guessed that there was a problem in the department because I was always positive and I always had a smile on my face. In September of 2013, literally three months after, or four or five months after I left, my boss and the executive team agreed to part ways. In February of 2014, they asked me to come back and be the HR manager. So I'm gonna fast forward to now, my spiritual 30s. And much like my physical 30s, I wanted to do something different. When I physically turned 30, I thought, oh my gosh, my life is halfway, you know, I'm at the halfway point of my life. What am I gonna do? What did I do? I cut off my hair like Halle Berry, Halle Berry in the 90s, so it was really short. For those of you over 30, you might be able to relate. I cut off my hair and we loaded up the truck and moved to California. Not Beverly Hills, Carson, California. Not that anything's wrong with Carson, it's just not that well known in California. So now my current aha moment in my 30s is truly experiencing Matthew 11, 29 through 30. And it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. At the beginning of the year, you might recall that Robert challenged the ministry to make this year your best year, spiritual year ever. How's that going for you, sisters? I know for me, I've had the opportunity to attend the farming series, and it has truly changed my life. In the farming class, I'm understanding that being a Christian shouldn't be a burden that it shouldn't be a job where I clock in every morning, starting with my quiet time, and I clock out at the end of the night when I go to sleep. I'm grasping the true understanding that being a Christian isn't a job that I perform by following a list of duties and responsibilities. I'm learning to allow my spirit and my mind to be still and quiet and to listen to God allowing his spirit to change me from the inside out. Not just reading the scriptures and being obedient, but having my heart transformed to be like Christ. Letting God make me the woman that he wants me to be to do the things that he wants me to do. Deeply connecting with him in my heart and my mind. 
One way that I really enjoy connecting with God is through music. And I really appreciate Jennifer Ahn sharing an amazing song with me that I've been listening to every day. And I hope after the devotional um, or later on today, you'll have an opportunity to, to listen to the song. The song is called Yes and Amen by Maverick City. And here's just a few, a little bit of the lyrics. It says, Father of kindness, you have poured out grace. You brought me out of darkness. You have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need. Lord, I can't help but sing. Faithful you are. Faithful forever you will be. Faithful you are. All your promises are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. I pray this morning, sisters, that you've been encouraged. I pray you feel God's immeasurable love for you today and every day. Thank you for letting me share. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.